1: Congratulations to the Navy Midshipmen. I
2: can't fight no more. I can't fight no more. Army for the second year has won it. To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the Great Air Force Falcons. Now soar again. The United States. Another episode of the Against Audiences podcast. I'm your moderator, Justin, and uh, we got our regular crew, Austin, Scott, and Kayla, on board this week. Uh, big weekend, a the weekend, two on one in service cabin teams, and uh, we're going to get y'all caught up on uh, everything that took place. Look ahead to this weekend, uh, talk some conference games that we're watching um, since both Navy and Air Force still are alive for the chance play for their conference championship, which means still alive and change potentially a New York sixth spot. Uh, and then um, look at old projections if Austin's got those pulled up, which I'm assuming he does. I always kind so. Um, so yeah, I'll, of so I'll get you know, I'll
3: get there anyway. So uh, so maybe
2: we're going to buy a week this past <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get by that easy. <laughs> 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 awesome, Dang.
3: Guys. Kayla's yeah. been ready for this one. <laughs> I gotta be honest
2: with you, I was at a clemson Lake Forest game, so I watched the first quarter on my phone um, before my phone died, and I'm really glad my phone died after this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just pay some of the Clemson so um, and I'm never going to defer to Austin because I, I only watched and a little bit of it, and actually I'm really curious to hear about your thoughts on Perry Olsen, that we can kind of spend some positives off of it. Um, before Austin digs in, actually, no, go ahead, you just give us the rundown, Austin.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's not really a point of looking at stats or anything. I looked at Bill Connolly's SP+, like advanced box score, uh, which we knew was going to come out today. That's when it came out today. I'm sure recording you'll hear this later on. But what really happened, and it was kind of the worst possible side effects of running a defense like this is is what happened, right? But it's kind of like a risk-reward, and this time it didn't work out. But I think – If you kind of do the bend but don't break, do you give yourself a shot to win anyway? Probably not with the offensive turnovers that occurred. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of an incomplete game in both aspects. Uh, But what really, I think, set the difference was Navy was bringing blitzes on the first and second downs and trying to get to Ian Book and was not able to do so. Notre Dame did a great job of picking up blitzes. And then it was one-on-one. And it was, I don't want to say like the more athletic player on the Notre Dame team, whatever. But it was just a mismatch for the most part. We talked about this when the podcast that never came to be. Um, I said, Ian Book's probably going to find matchups that he likes in just about every offensive series. And it was about whether we could disrupt him and and get to him. We were not able to, and they were able to succeed. Now, Ian Book had some great throws and hit people in strides, uh, or in stride. And so I don't know, maybe sometimes when, you know, we're playing... Uh, In the American Athletic Conference, like, is a a UConn quarterback going to hit that guy in that situation? Probably not, right? Like, there's been a few plays where someone has been open, has got past the last defender, and the the throw hasn't been there. But Notre Dame was not doing that. They were connecting on all levels. um, And that's what hurt us on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, the first two series, we were moving the ball pretty well um and even the fumble on the reverse that was why like that was a great call That was a great play call yeah but it was also a great tackle from behind i don't know who got him but uh who, who broke a, who disrupted the play but malcolm perry was not able to kind of toss that ball back if he if a half a second later he does and that might actually be a touchdown uh just from like the aerial view of what you could see it, it would have been a, a foot race to the end zone at least taken inside the 10 yard line so those things didn't come into fruition and it got ugly um but in terms of positive takeaways. It was it was good to see Perry Olsen get out there. I know you're kind of playing Notre Dame's second string, who probably didn't get a lot of option rep uh, during the during the week at practice, but he looked good. Like he looked like he was comfortable running the offense. It was Mil- w- more Will Worth style, uh, if you're trying to compare him to a recent Navy quarterback. But it looked like he was able to kind of get things done. It was fun to be able to see him do that. I'm leaving that game with a lot more confidence in the QB depth than I have any other time before. Yeah, I mean that's my positive spin.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's a good positive spin as well I want to take on getting to see Perry Olsen um, yeah I mean I guess the, this is what I expected to see at least once more prior to this game from the defense this year right like this is kind of what I to your point about the style of defense um, I just thought that we would see someone take advantage of that during the course of the AAC schedule and we really did You know, it really happened um, and so that's a testament obviously to, to what Brian Ebert did in, in Turnaround once again, but um, that you know, in all honesty, like maybe not to that degree 52 to 20, but this is kind of how it should go if, if every, you know, if all things are are, are equal um, against Notre Dame pretty much every year. We know that's not the case, that's not what happens, um, and maybe it's played much closer than this for you know, most of the last decade. Um, but I mean, yeah, turnovers on offense. Uh, you know that first drive like I said I only watch a little bit but that first drive was like 3rd to 16 that, that Ian Book converted um, yeah, like
3: that and they got like, the 4th down I was like 4th and 1 so yeah, it was 3rd yeah. and 16 got it down yeah, to 4th and 1 line. and they yeah. converted but yeah exactly. that sets the tone early um,
2: and to be honest like you could say it was because it was a Navy you know the Navy defense if you want I guess but that's the yeah. best Ian Book has looked all year um, and so he kind of had you know, a really good game um, and uh, yeah I mean, pretty much all there is to say about that and just like the team is hopefully trying to do um you made really good points um last week in the podcast episode that didn't actually air about like in the end like obviously you wouldn't be very one win this game we would obviously be up in the rankings that would have been great but it really doesn't happen like it doesn't change anything as far as what the team can accomplish other than if they make it to the ac championship game and win the ac championship game. The New Year's Six possibilities with the two loss team could you that, that could come into play. Um but other than that like I don't know, what does it doesn't matter. Like you, you know, the grand scheme, there's so many other things that have to fall into place for that to happen. Um but it's just like all right, we move on to SMU, huge game at yeah. home this weekend. Um I don't know, it's easier said than done, but I think that's one of my main takeaways is like I was I could mean, really I mean we're kinda of like, okay, like let's move on to the next game.
3: Yeah, and if I'm in a locker room, that's, if I'm leading that locker room, that's the easiest message to deliver, right? It's the other losses that might be harder. This one's kind of like, whatever, guys, right? Like, let's move on to trying to win the AAC title here.
2: And we've talked before about how every season, in recent memory, there's always a trap, not a trap, you know, a slip-up game, right? A game where it's just like, what the heck happened? Blow up you beat Cincinnati last year, you beat Temple a couple of years ago, um, if this is that game for the season, sign me up I'll take it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? If does, as I, I said, if, are, if
3: I want to be down 35 oh. points in any game of the year, I pick Notre Dame.
2: Exactly. 100%. <laughs> so, um, Scott and Taylor, yeah, I mean, hasn't been the year to, to give Navy power.
0: In, so, yeah, you know, here's your chance. <laughs> for I don't think I
1: have any. Um, I would say that in a weird way, I think that now we can really say, and you please hear me out first. This isn't a shot at Navy. But all is right in the world in terms of understanding where our service academies are in terms of football. Um, Air Force was able to beat an, an okay team that they were supposed to win. Navy came or Army came out and played a, gr- a good game against a team that they were supposed to dominate and did a great job of. And Navy, I remember, I've kind of just gone along for the ride when it comes to Navy because you guys do such a good, comprehensive job of covering them, and they've been playing so well. But I remember a couple weeks ago, you guys were, I don't want to say overlooking... But you were talking about oh going into SMU when we have a Na- or when we have a Notre Dame win, that kind of thing. Whoa. So I I was I will I will get the tapes. I will get the tapes. I didn't
3: say that.
1: I will pull up the tapes. I will I will get the exact quote as to what it was because I distinctly remember that and I was just agreeing, nodding my. No no no! I was nodding my head along and I was like oh yeah yeah and I was like wait a minute what. And I was really, really excited for this game uh, and coming into it. But like I said, when I say all is right in the world, it's like you have this Navy team. That okay, we've seen the worst of them because this game was it was ugly. I mean, four turnovers—that is four fumbles for for losses. That's not good. I mean, one for five for Perry Olson, who's a young quarterback. Got it. Uh, Malcolm Perry didn't play great. Not a ton of running. Like we didn't get to see Carruthers do what he normally does. Um, and Ian Book just absolutely shredded them. Um, but, like you guys said, if this is the worst that they're going to do, I think they still have a great season ahead. And in the grand scheme of things, um, I, I think we do have to kind of say that, yes, this this should hurt. In grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But, like, coming in at 23, you know, you want to see, and I talk about this almost every episode now, is, like, if not now, then when are they going to have that season where they're playing this well and then actually beat Notre Dame as well while they're ranked? So, um a lot of negatives, in my opinion, just as a Service Academy fan who came in and watched this game. Um, still cool seeing it on primetime, obviously. Uh, very jealous of that. But I, moving forward, I think Navy does. They obviously do have a ton of football left. But in a good way, it's like, all right, cool. So we're no longer now talking about New Year's Six Bowls yep. and getting into the top ten and that kind of stuff. Now it's let's talk about the AAC. Let's talk about beating Army and winning yep. the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy. Yep. So I think it's a it's a good position to be
2: in. <clears throat>
0: I definitely agree. I feel like this is, you know, from the beginning, talking about um, season setup and kind of who had the best in terms of strength of schedule. This was kind of one of those games, like the Army-Michigan game, like, oh, this is the game, you know, one of which I think Navy schedule we were looking forward to. I wasn't expecting it to be so, I don't know the word, like cutthroat in the second half. Lopsided. Yeah, lopsided is a nicer word than cutthroat. <laughs> um, just, you know, I think from, especially me, and I – go back to watching the Air Force game, because I was able to see it in person. Um, Not only like watching Malcolm Perry, um, you know, just great, not only as you know, running, but also passing game, Um, the defense just done really well previously, I was expecting to see a little bit more, um, I guess, like creativity, um, in terms of kind of what I'd seen before and kind of gotten peaks of it in terms of some other like Navy games. I think also that Kind of speaks to just notre dame's defense and how aggressive they were um i feel like right. at the end you know going into the second half um i think you guys uh someone mentioned it in the recap that it seemed just like navy was just kind of just exhausted which i can really imagine so i think like like we had said before just kind of saying it over again like you know in, in the grand scheme of like a schedule and looking back over this is pretty acceptable like i don't know if Um, I think we were all always kind of rooting for the Service Academy to win, but I think this is more realistic. Um, I don't know if I would go back and say, was this like a winnable game for them? I think they still had the pieces and the talent, Um, but it's almost as if kind of like Notre Dame was like watching through the first half to try to make sure that they had like Navy's playbook like down pat and then as soon as like going into the second half, they turned it on. It was just like, there was like no hope for them um, going into the end. So, um, like I said, I think You know, there's so much more for Navy to be looking forward to, some still, you know, challenging games. Um, So it's like, you know, put this one behind you. I think the only other thing is in like the grand scheme of things us talking about service academies and getting other people to be excited about watching these teams play is, you know, we get only a handful of chances, um, I think, during the season to kind of see them on the big stage, to see them in prime time, like Scott said, and, you know, spending, you know, a couple weeks ranked, and then now it's just like, man, it kind of thinks for the grand, you know, part of the larger conversation about service academies, um, you know, people thinking that they aren't necessarily able to compete with some of these power five teams and other conferences. So that's the only kind of the other side of the coin in which kind of sometimes I'm looking at it. um, It's like, you know, these teams really have the talent. Um, you know they have the ability to compete but then when these losses happen when they kind of been put on sort of a pedestal or we've been kind of watching them succeed and progress one loss like this and it's like oh well see we told you you know from from an outsider perspective so that's my only kind of negative um portion it's like going forward is the possibility of them being ranked because i don't think they are um and, and you know in the next coming weeks but there's still a lot of football to be played so um if anything you know the record that you have that you guys have now definitely uh more proud and, and excited going forward if anything
2: yeah so uh, one two two thoughts um back to the original statement also made by bill Connolly and kind of checking that out it did it was like a little bit of a dagger because he definitely made a specific comment in his uh s p plus kind of rundown um today about the fact that navy's loss um just that loss alone shifted the AAC West Division down to the seventh best division and um, college football, down a couple of spots. I think, and that kind of stained a little bit. Because um, there has been some of that conversation about, like, from from American Athletic folks, about come on guys, like how are you gonna go out and like represent the American that way in this game when you're a ranked team and get blown out, and then now you make us look bad and Bill kind of backed it up. I guess it is kind of sad that was, the, um, you know basically. Well,
1: and on that note, and on that note, I think that this game also hurt Air Force's chances of getting a ranking. And I know we got some votes this week, but uh, that was my, yeah, we did. But that was, that was my initial Mm -hmm. thought. And I I mean, obviously we'll have to see how it plays out after the Mm -hmm. next two games. But I was thinking that since they got blown out by Notre Dame, I was like, well, maybe that loss looks less quality for Air Force. And now that could hurt us down the stretch. But I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too deep. Maybe they won't even consider that.
2: Yeah, I think at this point, like, it's, when it gets down to that, I personally just don't have much faith in the AP, AP voters that, um, they're not looking, they're literally looking at a win-loss record, and, like, if Air Force will win for the United States against New Mexico, I honestly believe that. They're not considering that. If they would get another win and they go to 9-2 and two or whatever, then that would push them in the top 25 if other teams in the top 25 lose next week. Um, that's just maybe a little bit of cynicism and, and jadedness towards, um, AP voters, but, um. That's just my opinion. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out is, like, to that point, Kayla, about, like, where they come, where they were getting to, and how do you guys step back? Like, let's just take a step back, right? Uh, 43 consecutive game losing streak in the series until 2007. That game just happened to be in South Bend. Awesome over there. Triple overtime, 46-44. Just have a 43 game losing streak. They just happened to win again the next time they played in South Bend, a 23-21 victory. I believe that was the Jimmy Clawson game race down with the space mask in the corner of the end zone. Um, they haven't won in South Bend since, two, since 2009, and that's only, there's two victories back-to-back. Back. You know, you have 43-game win streak before that. Since 2009, 2011, they got blown out 56-14 in South Bend. Uh, in 2013, they lost 38-34 and what was the closest game since then in South Bend.
0: 2015,
2: they lost by 17, 41-24. And in 2017, they lost by a touchdown, 24-17. Mm. So it's not like they've had a ton of success in South Bend. It's really hard to go into South yeah. Bend Um and, you know on TV and bought out a victory. You can look back and say, you only know, two victories in the last, you know, 50 years, um, 55 years for, for Navy uh, in this series where it was a triple overtime victory and a two-point wow. victory two years later. Mm. So Let's not like lose
0: that you know thinking just because
2: we had a game here that all of a sudden it's supposed to be something that's not. No, yeah, no, that's 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 valid. Um any
3: final thoughts on it? No, one thing. That, well, yeah, I guess so. One thing that came up as everyone was talking was I wanted to kind of do a quick recap of <laughs> not detail, but the scoring summary. Uh, the second touchdown for Notre Dame was a two-play drive, and then it was a four-play drive, and then it was a one-play drive. It was you know so talking about. Maybe being exhausted or whatever you want to say, like that's got to beat you down mentally. If the offense is on the field for two, four, one plays, and all of a sudden they've got twenty-one mm-hmm. points, and like you're like, oh my gosh, right? And we're turning the ball over. Like that's tough. <laughs> I mean, not setting yourself up for success, no matter who you're playing.
2: Yeah. Um, all right, we'll put that behind us. We'll put the team behind us. Well, the behind.
1: the one last thing I do want to say is that right. what is cool about this this matchup is that. Navy only has two losses when they play in Ireland. And next year is going to be in Ireland. Oh. So I like my odds there. <laughs> You're a
0: betting man. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Um, all right.
2: Uh, put that in advance aside. Uh, we'll catch you back up to that next. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's move on the rest of the season. Um, uh, before we, you know, obviously am next week's um, games. Um, we, can, uh, we can go ahead and recap on here real quick. And I'll take a break. We talk about air force um so uh, uh i caught the first half of the army before i laid to go to um my parents house and uh let's just say I'm, I'm glad the way the second half turned out for because i'm i don't know man that first half i was still like um like what the heck is going on here uh obviously you've got injured um, but and the defense was was holding its own for the most part. But there were several drives too. I know, you know, the, the onside kick start the game with VMI. That's a pretty yeah good move, um, and it worked out and paid it, you know paid off for it. Um But uh, you know, I think it was about 14-6 at the half or something yep. like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is I forget, the FCS opponent and VMI. And obviously, the final score you know may be more indicative of, of what we're expecting. But you know, I guess your thoughts given watching the game. Um, and are you any more confident after these last two weeks? Um, you know, against what is statistically one of the worst two FPS <laughs> programs in UMass and, and SCS. You know, victory against VMI going into this Hawaii game. Do you feel any better? You're worse? The same? You know, kind of down the game. You give us your thoughts. You know, I had two weeks ago. Um,
0: well, I definitely don't say I feel any better. Um, <laughs> um, I think, like you had pointed to, like, if you kind of just look at, you know, the end score, that's kind of like, like oh, we were hoping for, like you mentioned before, I was hoping that they basically did the exact thing um, up against UMass, uh, you know, going, you know, playing VMI at home, um, which kind of seemed like that going into the second half. I think it was a little scary um, of the first half because I'm thinking, you know, that they're kind of kind of come off the ground running a little bit more aggressive. Um, you know, I think the onside kick from VMI, I don't know what. I just thought maybe they were feeling, you know, really excited, you know, to be there. They had a chip on their shoulders coming in, you know, dead last. Um, they had something to to play for as well. Uh, I think one with this injury, um, with Jabari Laws getting injured, kind of again, Kelvin Hopkins, even though you know he came back um, in the second half, he played really well. Uh, it was really, I think, the defense that kind of held up pretty much the the entirety um, of the game. Um, you look at Cole Christensen who had 10 total tackles five tackles for a loss and three sacks um, and a whole host of other guys it kind of just seemed like they were kind of making it possible uh, for Hopkins um, and laws to kind of make those runs Kel Walker with the 59 yard run in the third quarter um so it, it was kind of interesting I don't really know if, if they kind of got into the groove I don't know if it was because Jabari Lars was starting um, again and we're kind of just, making do with what we have in terms of, you know, the quarterback room of trying to figure out, you know, is when is the prime time um, to put Kelvin Hopkins back in. Um, I'm sure that we're going to want to see more of him going into Hawaii. You know, we have a bye week coming up. So definitely the time needed for these guys to kind of get into the groove, um, figure out, you know, what's their plan of action going into Hawaii, playing um, in Hawaii as well, which I'm sure is going to be a challenge. Um, but if anything, it was, like I said, it was a little surprising. I was expecting a little bit more aggressiveness uh, from these guys kind of out in the beginning. So at this point, I just hope that they can kind of get whatever plan that they have together for Hawaii. I think that a bye week is definitely needed. Um, the kind of whole host of injuries, working with Hopkins, working with Laws, um, and trying to figure out what's the best game plan. It, it was really nice, thank God, uh, I think, like Navy, to see um, our really good kicker, who bore who both forced and um, recovered a fumble out in the end of the third quarter, so that was really cool. Uh, Landon Salyers, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing his last name uh, correctly, junior kicker. Um, and also we had Christian Anderson, who is a third-string quarterback. He scored the final touchdown. So it's kind of we got some cool, you know, peeks at some other guys on the team, but I think Army is, from what I've seen over the past, you know, couple seasons, one of those teams that we're not really sure about kind of the strength of those secondary players. And so when we have injuries to these main guys, it's kind of like, well, geez, what are we gonna do now? Um, So all I can hope for is that, you know, they get as healthy as they can going into Hawaii because it's definitely, they're definitely gonna need all the rest um, that I think they need. So, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah,
2: that was interesting about, uh, about Sawyers there for sure. Um, yeah, one that uh, Christensen didn't have five tackles for a loss and three sacks himself, which is, I don't I think you were saying. Yeah, as thing. a whole. Um, he had 10 tackles, the team had, just to make sure that, that clarification. Yeah, I mean, he had 10 tackles, the team had a, a solid game. He saw him know, a solid three sacks and five tackles for a loss. Um, the, the defensive backfield continues to, to play really well for um, Elijah Rowling on some, some big plays, especially early in the game, when he was getting the ball, at least when I saw Jarring the ball, he saw him play at the sugar passing the sugar profile in my wide receivers. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, a lot of um, positive takeaways, the kicking game maybe a little bit, uh, the chip shot or tally that he missed, A little shaky. And They got an extra point, and they used three kickers, you know, in, in the field goal game, um, an extra point game. But, but yeah, I mean. My biggest thing, when I'll let Scott and Austin, you know, add what do you think they want to say, uh, is now, like, now what? Like, Jamar Laws, I mean, he looked pretty good being, you know, coming off the field. I don't think he's, if it was a game this week, you know, it, it just from the looks of it, it would be tough to say he you're yeah. ready to go. Um, but even if he is ready to go, like, okay, Kelvin Hopkins against him at FCSP team of BMI I had by far his best game of the season. Two hundred, you know, eight yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, and... From, you know, over 50% completion percentage, um, which is, yeah. you know, better than normal for him. Um, so, they go to Hopkins?
3: so they go Can back I, to yeah, balls. I, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry, but this is – I've been waiting <laughs> to get this out. So, I just – I can't hold it back anymore.
2: Yeah,
3: man. Okay. Hopkins, obviously not, I guess, 100% healthy, but good enough to go in and play a majority of the game on yeah. senior night, but doesn't get the yeah. start. Yeah. Like, our senior day. Like, I'm just yeah. – it's Just puzzling to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. I'm not putting it all together. Um, yeah, does this
2: feel like Air Force last year? Because this is what it feels like.
3: Even maybe to a degree last year yeah.
2: too, right? Like this feels like this uncertainty and our season isn't going how we thought and then we're we yeah, we like we assume we're gonna beat BMI, right? So like not starting Hopkins on the senior day Has the laws really earned the job, you know, while Hopkins has been earned, like you said. Um, still, still, you know. If he was
3: good enough to play for essentially three quarters on his senior day, I'm just really, and I'm not saying like he should start because yeah. there could be a very good reason that I don't know, but it's yeah. just, uh, just a question, yeah. like why did he not start? Yeah,
1: visibility.
3: Like even if he played the first half, and then you're like, all right, it's VMI, we're up big, and we could be done, and you know, protect him. I don't know, but also, uh, but I'll let Scott get on. It. My other point to that is this game obviously was a slow start. First half was a little rough. Second half much better for Army. VMI could have even done more damage in the first half if yeah. they had a receiver that could catch mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. I don't know how many times so the drop was wide open and every, they just do just drop the ball. I was like, Oh my gosh, like what are these guys doing? Yeah. Yep. Um but I don't I think the outcome wouldn't have been any different. Maybe it's seven or you know, ten points closer or whatever. But um, but no the, the Hopkins thing is, is puzzling to me. I don't know if Scott wants to address or compare it to Air Force or
2: where he wants to go with it, but I had to get off <laughs> my chest. No, it's, it's yeah. valid for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If he's, he's getting to play three quarters, he's the backup. He's behind. You know, why not start? You know, if it clearly wasn't too concerning on oh. the injury in front
0: over the salt.
2: Because yeah, was, uh, earlier uh, on. Coming
1: something. So, yeah, any, any takes? Yeah, I don't really see any parallels between this Army team and Air Force because it's strictly team, out of the context. The, the quarterback. quarterback. Well, I mean, even the quarterback situation. No, strictly because of the context. I think Air Force um thought that they were a great team last year and and i think troy calhoun really thought that he was doing something with his whole round robin and he thought that it was going to work and it was just like game by game we slowly got tripped up i think army's quarterback situation is mostly out of fear and uncertainty just in a different way it just feels a lot different um, and I, you guys gave a lot of the, the kind of negative things, things that we didn't see. I mean, you gave a little bit of props, but, uh, the one stat that I want to talk about that I thought was really cool. Um, just like Kayla said, with how well army's defense played and how efficient the offense was in the second half, um, every drive army scored a touchdown in the second half, except for the one to close out the game. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, they forced VMI to turn the ball over on downs twice and then forced to fumble another time. And then um, they punted for the last two drives and it's just like, I think that's what you need to do. And in the first half, I think the reason why the score was so close was because VMI was really throwing the book at Army and I think that if a lot of those like you said they were making tough passes um, that sh- probably should have been caught and that just comes yeah. down to obviously yeah. the, the skill differential yeah. but right nice. yeah I mean that's that's obviously this <laughs> that's obviously the skill differential that's going on there but, um, I mean, they they tried out a lot of different plays, and so I think that just, you gotta take this really game by game and, and take what you can out of this Army season if you're a fan, and I think you gotta be happy with it. I mean, really where they are right now, obviously there's still a bowl game on the table, but it's like, I mean, what, what bowl are they gonna get into? And like, maybe if you're a diehard fan, that's an exciting prospect to you, but even if they make a bowl game, if I were a fan, and this is kinda how I am towards my Air Force team, I wouldn't basically chalk the season up to a success at that point. Yeah. So I think there were some good takeaways. I don't think this was, I, I think maybe it instilled a little bit of confidence in their efficiency and the ability for the defense and the offense to play off each other, like having the defense um, stay on the field for a limited amount of time and then let the offense really go to work. Um, but I, I don't think this is any indicator about how they're going to do against Hawaii. And I think this was what I said on the episode last week that didn't actually go up, but I said, a hot take. I think wow. Army's gonna be back next year because I think they gotta get back to basics. And I think this is a team that's just a pure example of what happens when you get overly confident. Um, and I really think they're gonna have potentially a nine or ten game, uh nine or ten wins next season. And so I think they just gotta get through. Like this was a good game. Get through your last two game or your last few games and whatever happens, happens. Um and and we'll see. But I would be happy if I was an army fan. I
0: don't yeah, think they're happy, uh, but yeah. I was just gonna my, <laughs>
3: <laughs> My last piece on it was gonna say if if Army makes a bowl game, which you kinda of referenced, that means they beat Navy, so if that's a pretty good season if I'm an Army fan, you beat Navy and you make a bowl I'll game. I'll take it. And you keep the same
2: Yeah. Right? Um, in West Point. So yes, absolutely. they get to a bowl game at this point, I would say that's good. They do not have a bowl time to scoff this season. Um, starting with their bowl flip flop um, starts next year, so they had to just like last year, pick up a um an at large bowl selection essentially. Um, for a conference that doesn't, doesn't fulfill its bowl lineup, that happens pretty, pretty much every day. season. I know with the way travel and just the you know, history and the, the program, like they're obviously going to get to a bowl game if they're eligible. Um, but yeah, that means they beat maybe. Uh, let's not even like, 594 yards rushing. I don't care who you're playing. I mean, that's uh, yeah. you, hit, you hit pretty much at 600 yards rushing. That's uh, that's a pretty good day. Um, with five players who had more than 60 yards uh, rushing, you know, on the team, um, including three quarterbacks and three quarterbacks um, over 80 yards uh, rushing, and they all three had a touchdown in the game. So, uh, you know, overall, they, they have to be, definitely have plenty of, to, plenty of positive, I guess, my kind of original, initial question, I feel of, kind of those things, here answer, but um, after watching them play last week, UMass, and then this week, I, I personally don't feel any um, more optimistic about the white. I still think it's going to be the game. I actually said I thought the department was going to win that game. Coming in the game in 6-6 six six a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. I think it's still possible. But I don't – this didn't give me any more confidence in that. Um, so, Austin's got more or less saying – I mean, I, mean, I think the last two weeks they were give you an indication that, that they're – better chance of, of going to Hawaii. It is in Hawaii,
0: right? Yeah. So, it's, huh. it's Hawaii. Yeah,
3: I would. both of these games are improvements upon their performance against say Morgan State um, mm-hmm. so I would maybe put these teams talking about UMass as well caliber of opponent uh, so they did what they were supposed to do which is an improvement uh, than what we were maybe you know six weeks ago so I don't know though I mean is it still a winnable game for Army? absolutely but kickoff yeah. is I think like at 1230 a.m. Eastern time and that's tough awesome. the, 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 the bye week helps you I guess but that's yeah. tough
1: I mean we've seen Army's pension for getting cocky. I don't know if this has done it, uh these wins but I, I don't just to I don't. just <laughs> to take it back down to Earth, VMI at the end of the day, they really are a pretty trash team. I mean they're four and seven. <laughs> they might
3: nice be team, better than so. UMass. I don't know. I was wondering that when I was watching uh,
1: <sighs> I don't know. But I, I don't I don't I just don't think we've learned anything in these last two games yeah. that would lead, let us get, get a a really good prediction for Hawaii. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's exactly what I was asking. I still say I mean I said that when it was two episodes ago, you know, so said I thought Army was gonna win Hawaii you know, come to our main game in six and six. Um, they've just had so many games in which they were close in the game. Um, you know, one score game is a season that I just really feel like one of those has to swing their way um, here late in the year and I think that I think they'll. I still have a really good shot on be wide and then opposite in the Army game. Not that it doesn't need any more kind of build up, but um, there is a chance for the Army to use that game to get to, to a whole game as well as keep the CSU the same that and have a a one and one split for all three teams this year in the CSU. Race. So uh,
3: hey, right. real quick before the break, has Hawaii accepted a bowl bid already? Has, they already lock. yeah. They already have, they're already bowl eligible, right? Sometimes they like already accept the Hawaii game earlier right. or something, the Hawaii bowl game. I don't know. We'll
2: look it up, figure it out. We're right um, we'll back. Uh, we'll talk Air Force. Colorado State was the best game for sure over service team this weekend. then we'll look ahead to games this, this upcoming week. Um, and then look at some conference matches. we're, we're you know, put, you know, going to into the next two weeks. And Bowl uh, projection. so we're back. Welcome back. Um, Air Force, Colorado State, Scott, you're feeling pretty good at the end of the game. I'm sure you're going you're gonna to give us some, um, some take from the first half, but just that comeback in the second half and performance, I watched more than you did the other surf campaign this weekend, and it was definitely the most exciting, um, great run great for Air Force. Um so you know solid performance from about in the third. You got 99 on nine, pick 6. Bengals mm-hmm. was um at the, end of the game. So
1: yeah, bring it out for us. Well, uh first of all, huge vindication after my preview in which I got body bagged <laughs> on Twitter. Uh I don't know how many are our how many of our listeners are on Twitter, but uh got a lot of hate on that. I did have a mistake, but um claiming that their running back would be starting and he was, in fact, removed from the team three weeks ago. But other than that, my uh, my preview was absolutely perfect. I broke it down first and talked about whether or not I thought this was a rivalry. I think the attendance tells that story. 24,000 people in the fans for for a stadium with a capacity of 41,000. Uh, quite frankly, no one cares. But we won the <laughs> Falcon Ram Trophy, as I Sounds like to Sounds like a it. game it's in actually Colorado the-
3: Springs, though, too
1: um that's not necessarily true we packed the house this season but um regardless um yeah i mean it, it was just like colorado state is just like a middle tier mountain west team um they looked okay i said this in the preview i thought that it was basically their team is an amalgamation of all of some very okay but below average talents that we've already seen across the mountain west i said That Patrick O'Brien, their quarterback, um, reminded me a lot of Josh Love, except for a little bit bigger and less mobile. Um, He threw the ball well, 347 yards, but did not run well, ran for minus 38 yards. Um, Yeah, overall, the game started out really, really slow. We had a Three Stooges moment where um, we had three of our. Our quarterback and two of our backs run into each other, and that turned into a scoop and score. But it was weird because it never felt like the game was really um, out of reach. Uh, We kind of took it slow, but we had some great running from Cade Remsburg, some decent passing from Donald Hammond, 5 for 11, 126, uh, with three touchdowns and an interception. That interception was extremely ugly, straight into his bread basket. It looked like he was throwing the ball to the defense right there. Um, And then one of the coolest moments was when Trey Bug went up for a ball, pulled it down and, um, was not given the interception, which was really odd because Troy Calhoun was complaining about, um, some of the plays earlier in the game, and those got booth reviews, but this one did not. And so I thought it was really odd that he didn't want to call for a, uh, review in that time, but no matter, uh, because Zane Lewis took the ball back 99 yards for a touchdown and the cover on the very next play. So, Overall, I was really happy. Um, We did have a player who has gotten basically no uh, props at all this season. haven't really seen a lot out of him. His name is Jake Kasiacek. I don't know why some of our best players have hard-to-pronounce names, but he had an incredible game. He won the Mountain West uh, Defensive Player of the Week, um, and he had... Three sacks um, and two forced fumbles and one recovery, which is pretty incredible stats. And one thing that was markedly different about this game was our play calling. Um, we were a lot more aggressive throwing on first and second down, which you didn't see against um, Army, which at times was to our detriment because one of the announcers said this, and I thought it was a really interesting point, is that the hallmark of Air Force's passing game is the fact that it catches defenses off, off on their heels. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I can't talk catches defenses on their heels so um when you're showing pass on first and second down you've got to throw strikes and especially when our matchups are not always there because even though it's lowly colorado state they're still able to recruit guys who don't have to necessarily fit air force standards when it comes to size and um and they're just able to bring in different kinds of talent even if it's not necessarily on the power five level and so I mean, Colorado State's one of those teams where they're, they'll they they'll have a few guys who I'm sure get have a decent NFL career. They've, they've got a few in the NFL right now. I forget who it is, but there's a defensive player on the Cowboys um, who graduated only a couple years ago. So they're not like a terrible team by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think it was a win that was supposed to happen, and towards the end of the game, it, it looked really good. So I'm happy. Air Force is rolling. We got New Mexico and Wyoming left.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it took till the fourth quarter. Like, it's not like this was, like, oh, after the start of slow. I mean, it definitely got back in the, game the second quarter, but, like, started slow, and then all of a sudden, like, the route was on, like, you know, all the third drive of the game or something like that, right? Like, it was, um, like, a game where they really, you know, just kind of shrugged along. Defense kept making plays, kept them in there, um, and so they got to – Excuse me, got to the, the fourth quarter and really just absolutely dominated the fourth quarter. Um, and so I, I, I think this is an Air Force team that has shown that, um, that this year, you know, and, and even the Navy lost, right, and kind of coming back and, and putting together a good um, fourth quarter. Um, maybe it was state game an outlier there, but I feel like they've definitely shown to be. Uh, team that can really just lay it on late in the game. I'm um, not really sure you know, why that is uh, per se, but, but it was definitely cool to see that. Um, and well, I mentioned the defense continued to play well. Um, you know, Ben Waters, uh, and Andrew Sanders had almost like identical stat lines, uh, three TDs, you know, between them. And um, Yeah, I think this is a team that um, is, is, you know, has rounded into form and, you know, in the last um, few games, Really, you know, playing their best football, obviously they exists since the Navy lost, but even beyond that, on think past the Fresno game, starting with like Hawaii, it's just the team that um, you know, has, has really played well and you kinda of tossed over maybe It's a, a CSC game, but you know, it's just really played really well against Hawaii, Utah State, and then um, playing together against you know, Colorado State with New Mexico a lot of left. Um so everything good. Uh we'll just jump right into the New Mexico game. Um, while we're talking Air Force, um, we already brought up Air Force is sitting now 27 in receiving votes from that eight people, I believe, that's right, um, and so just sitting outside the top 25, we getting ready to come into a game against New Mexico, a um, team that's 0-6 in the conference and 2-8 overall, um, just not a, not a good football team, um, obviously this is the game that was rescheduled, it was supposed to be a bye week for the Air Force before Wyoming, which will be a, a much tougher game um, to end the season. Um, but they're going to travel to Mexico and make up for that game. Um, So any thoughts, I guess, Scott, heading into this game?
1: Um, The one thing that I will say, just to kind of pump the brakes on just having it be a guaranteed W in the win column, is that I don't know exactly what this Air Force team's identity is. Um, That's why it's really hard to predict exactly what they're going to do each week, because really their biggest games uh, that would... Dictate the outcome of the season in terms of controlling their own destiny all happened within their first six games so obviously Colorado was a big one just in terms of the state bragging rights that kind of thing um and then we had Boise State and then we had Navy which were both losses which killed our CIC chances and controlling our own destiny for the Mountain West so I think that the way that they're playing is like just get out get the wins play well um, and we'll kind of see what happens, but it's like maybe we're playing for a better bowl game, but not necessarily. So I don't exactly know what Mike Tyson or Troy Calhoun's mentality is going into this game. Um, I'm pretty confident. I mean, it's a 22 point spread, but I think that's all over the map. I, I mean, if I was betting on this game, I wouldn't touch it um, at all, at least on the spread. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm really confident. I don't see anybody on New Mexico. I mean, quite frankly, obviously they just had a loss with Najee Flowers, which is just a, a really tragic thing to have happen to your team, especially midseason. But they're they're two and eight. They're last in the conference. They're zero and six in the conference. Um, I I mean Air Force is is going to win. There's really not any other way to say it. Um, but just looking past that to what's kind of kind of happen next. I mean, you said earlier. In the episode that you think that this game um, will get Air Force into the top 25, and I hope that's the case. I, I think these guys deserve it. Um, but past that, I, I really don't know what to think about the rest of the season you, and the Mountain West.
3: Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> this dude talks about us pumping the pumping the air in the tires of ECU and Tulsa and all that, and you're like, oh, I'm not sure we're gonna cover a 20. 20- Are you kidding? New Mexico is terrible. You're gonna cover.
1: I mean, so, but that's true. But look at the the game against Colorado State. That was a backdoor cover that we had. I mean, granted, New Mexico State's not gonna score
3: 14 points against you guys.
1: They scored. They scored nine against Boise.
3: (laughs) They did. Ten against Nevada, ten against Wyoming. They're they score gonna, ten against Liberty. They're not
2: going to score fourteen points against you. It's an awesome point, you guys are going to score forty. So, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, mean, I don't, uh, you know, I would definitely challenge you on this, and we don't get enough, uh, I don't know, bickering or controversy in this podcast, so I'll definitely jump up and challenge you. you know, I think, I don't know, I, think you're, I don't know, I don't know what you're holding out for at this point in the season, ten games into the season. I think Air Force does have an identity. I mean, I, I kind of alluded to it. They've had in three of their last five games, they've had second halves, in which they outscored their opponents 21 to nothing, 28 to 6, and 28 to 7. This is a team that turns it on in the second half, regardless of kind of where they you were, know, staying close in the game uh, in the first half. The Utah State game being kind of the only one where they really kind of put, you know, put pedal to the middle in the first half and then just rode it, you know, into a victory. Um, but this is a, a team I feel like, honestly, since that eight game. Um, you look at that fourth. Quarter, yep. fourth, uh, second half against Fresno State, and the way they dominated that second half against Fresno State um, after kind of maybe still feeling a little bit of that loss in the beginning, And this is a team that, that is playing really good football, and, and I think they absolutely have something to play for in this game. It's probably not bowl positioning, but I mean, the players that locked I'm sure, want to be ranked in, you know, in the in top 25. You know, at the end of the day, what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, not much, but it could, you know, depending on the, the conference championship implications that we're going to bring up here in a minute. Um, so I think it's absolutely something to play for, and that would be really cool I mean, you just said that. That would be really cool for them to be ranked after this game um, and, and heading into that last game against Wyoming. So.
1: Well, and I th- I think that the reason why I'm a little wishy-washy is because we've bounced around a little bit on the play calling. Like I said, it was a markedly different game in terms of offensive play calling that we had uh, between Army and this game, and obviously there are two different teams. You have to you have to plan accordingly. I mean that that makes perfect sense, but it's just like you know what do we do in when you go from one game and it's like we're just running the ball at the gut, dive, 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 and then you throw when you're under pressure, versus letting Donald Hammond get out and just have some fun and and find some targets, and then on top of that. We have an incredible defense. I mean, they're yeah. they're really good. There's a lot of guys making highlight plays. But at the same time, it's it's the same team that can let a quarterback like Josh Love or Patrick O'Brien um just shred us on a couple drives or Malcolm Perry. And now it's Malcolm like
2: man against Utah State. You know
1: I know. That. I know. No, no, I know. I know,
2: not, not I know that. I know <laughs> that what he wants. He's a future Miami but Dolphins it, quarterback, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm I'm not yeah, I'm not hating by any means, but it's just like I want it all. I think is what it is. I, I'm I'm hard to please. You are.
2: He was 14 for 23 for 114 yards in that
1: game. He had a 21.4 TBR,
3: and he rushed four times for negative 16
2: yards. You're right. <laughs> Look, Unimpressed.
3: So, we, <laughs> we're not really sure what the Mountain West Conference rules are regarding how you get to the conference championship game. But if you want it all, we think there's still a possibility that happens. So yeah.
2: So I'm going to yeah I'll beat the Debbie down on that part. I'm going to go ahead and jump into that. and Then we're going to take a break. We'll talk about this first. But um, so Scott, you clip earlier from the from the Gazette, right? That's where that was from, the Denver Post. Um, that they, they put down a, in the computer rankings, the Nasty um, and the how do you say Cigar and Segar and Segar and um Whatever's feeding into it it's a part of the. Rankings the Falcons average ranking at 30.5, Boise State 23.5. This is important because of Boise State, which started to put back in Quebec, and we have Curtis Weaver from um, Utah State um, in a way game on the road on Saturday. Um, you have a three way tie in the Mountain West the Mountain Division it will be determined by cultural uh, rankings, and as you can be right, could bolster the Falcons' chance of taking a tie on the six I'm just going to read you guys exactly what it says from the Mountain West tie break procedure. Three or more team tiebreaker procedure. Which is feasible thing. if the Air, 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 Air Force wins out. If Air Force wins out and Utah State beats Boise State, um, you would have a three way tie in Utah State. I don't know who they play in their other game. so I'm going to up while I'm talking. Who they play outside of Boise? Um, New Mexico. Okay, so that's <laughs> um, so, so if they beat Boise, who does Boise play? Oh, man, I'm not that fast for both of them. All right, All right. you get Boise. Well, Utah What's State, they have more
3: they're uh, They have Colorado State, State and Colorado State. Oh. State.
0: Well, Colorado State. Okay. They're gonna win that. Um, so,
2: should yeah, they should be Colorado State. Um, which one so let's let's say Utah State wins um, this weekend. So it should be definitely be an Aggie fan, Falcons in. Um You'd have a three-way tie in the Mountain West Mountain Division. Uh, everybody had one loss. Air Force lost to Boise. Um, Utah State lost to Air Force boys all see it faster. so round up and loss is there um and here's what it says for three and one team tie record procedure. the first determiner determined uh determining factor is head to head record among the tie teams well, i've said they each beat one of the other teams once so um then you go to the next one which says winning percentage among the tie teams within the division um now the next two after that are winning percentage among the tie teams against other people. So I think if it meant against other teams in the division, it would say winning percentage among the tied teams against the division. It says within the division. So those top team, three teams that are tied in the division, winning percentage overall is the next tiebreaker. Well, Utah State has four losses there. Of course, boys would have two losses. And it says the very last thing, it's like six, six tiebreaker procedures down. It says once the tie is reduced to two teams, then the two-team tiebreakers use. used. And so, that's just the way I read it. The two teams tiebreakers tiebreaker issues when you go back to head-to-head between Air Force and Boise and Boise wins. So, the way I read it, uh, unless Boise loses to Utah State and Colorado State, uh, they go to the, the championship game. But, I could be 100% wrong there, and that could be um, that it's a winning percentage among division games, which would be the same thing And you keep going down, winning percentage against the next highest team in the division, which would be the same winning um, percentage among teams tied teams against common conference opponents, which would be the because no one else would have a conference law They they would beat each other. Um, and then the last thing is higher college football playoff rankings. So that's the last determinant. Um, but so if – I don't know if that was uh, – uh, was ever Mark Whoever it was that, that put that up, Scott, I'm not sure. But you're not, but he, he probably knows better than I am. That's just me you read the strength from Mountain West um, rule book for how to do this. I read that as – um, you're going to get to a two team tiebreaker by eliminating Utah State based on winning percentage. And when you get to that, it goes back to head to head. And um, Boise wins that. And there's really nothing Air Force can do. So, not to be deadly down. That's my
1: interpretation. Can... Yeah, for what it's worth, what I'm on a website called playoffstatus.com. So take this for a <laughs> green, with a grain of salt because it looks like it was made on like yeah, an American <laughs> online page. Yeah, I was going to say. So. Air Force according to this has a an 11% chance of participating in the championship game and that is the lowest percentage of all the teams that are still eligible. Yeah. And from the Mountain Division obviously it's Boise State and Utah State. But what's crazy to me is that the Western Division is San Diego State who is 5 and 2 and Hawaii who's 4 and 3 have are both in the green. Um, of yeah. having a chance to participate. So it's just crazy the talent that's in the mountain compared to the West. And then obviously San Diego State has been ranked this season. Um so it's just I don't know. I I think it's crazy and it's really just we'll see. It's I mean, I guess a little bit of positivity. The nationals towards the end of the season only had a three percent chance <laughs> yeah. of the playoff, they And did. they won the World Series. So yes, they did. does Air Force win the college college? Well
2: yeah, I'm gonna see the trophy tomorrow. I don't know. I'm
0: excited. I think. Oh, Oh, nice. nice. That's
2: awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, so uh, once again, uh, I could be reading that wrong, but the way I read that means Boise has to lose Um, to Utah State and Palm State. So let's at least get the Utah State one first, and then we can have that argument. If it be Utah State, it's pretty much a done deal, I think, that they're going. So Air Force Nation should definitely be adding fans this weekend. Um, But it is pretty cool, right, that we're still having this conversation. you know, this late in the season, and I think you brought it up before too, Scott, about not liking having that Boise game so early in the season. They used to be a late game. Is that? I'm is not making that right. Um,
1: you that up? said that before. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've basically now I'm flip flopped on it because I said I like the idea of shaking up the season in any way to make it interesting, but it's like now, like I said, we got all the important games out of the way, and yeah. by week six, so it's kind of like now we're just playing with house money. Yeah, and
2: and not to like. I mean, you can't, you, we shouldn't even, like, machine should bring up the, like, "oh, what-if part, but, like, I honestly think, like, if Air Force was playing Boise this weekend, that I would even have Boise, that I would give Air Force, like, a not, just a two teams to make a two-team part right now. That's
1: oh, yeah, I mean. and with the injury and yep. uncertainty exactly. that's like, going on in Boise State even more so. It.
2: Yep. Um, yeah. So, but, but it doesn't, obviously, it doesn't matter. It's cool where we're, to talk about the fact that, you know, they still are, are definitely alive, mathematically alive. Um, and that is their only conference loss and, you know, shipping to Mexico. And so, um, let's say Utah State does win, regardless of even if that's not fully, you know, what, what Air Force needed. Um, it would be cool um, to see going into that last week of the season where Air Force has won. And, boys, uh, stay obviously, um, in a game that they certainly could lose. I don't think they will, but um, could lose that, that they might be contending um, that last weekend for not the most conference. And when we come back and we'll talk AAC championship oh, applications, okay. so it was pretty much the same thing as far as getting to that last week, um, and then hoping for, for a victory for, for someone, um, in the AAC, you know, uh, uh, Cincinnati. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the some of this podcast. we just getting done breaking down the complicated tiebreaker procedures for the Mountain West Conference and how we interpret them, um, and what that means for Air Force and, and the fact that, you know, uh, definitely the one for Utah State, and if they could, you know, going into that last week, uh, potentially be looking at a chance if them to fall their way of, of playing the non-West Conference championship. Let's switch gears to, uh, to Navy um, and talk about their game this week, uh, because they got SMU in a huge game at home um, in the West Division, a matchup that, that you know, is pretty much for Navy and win to, to keep their AAC hopes alive. but. Um, coming mm-hmm. off of that later game game, they just got to turn, turn the pace and be ready for SMU. So any thoughts in particular about this matchup, Austin, before we talk championship and stuff?
3: Yeah, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I looked at it earlier today. I actually jotted them down when I was actually at work. And when you look at SMU, they can score and they give up points. So like typically, you've got a game with a high-scoring game that involves a uh and squad. So I think we're going to see a lot of the same. When you look at the numbers, it's really crazy because SMU is one of the worst teams in total defense, like 108th or something like that in FBS, but they have the 30th best rushing total defense, but that's because they really haven't played anybody in the AAC that runs the ball. Uh, so I think that's kind of hidden in the stats, and I think they're just prone to giving up points no matter how it happens, but they've been beaten in the air, which is obviously not Navy's strength. Um but also Navy, triple option. We talk about this, not your traditional running game anyway. So I do think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this contest. Uh, I think if, if Navy can get after uh, Shane Buchel, like that's going to be the story, which they were unable to do against Notre Dame. Because he's a good quarterback. He was yeah. at Texas. And, I think it was for in and then when they were talking about where he was going to transfer, there were big name programs yeah. in that short list and it ended up being SMU. So he has a lot of talent. Like He is a very good quarterback. Uh, So, I mean, is he the best quarterback in the AAC this year? Maybe, right? Like in terms of like throwing the ball and like he's he's a good quarterback. (laughs) And And Brady White's probably a little bit less consistent. I I feel like you're not sure what you're getting out of him every game. Um, So that that matchup scares me. Like this could be a game where they're able to score at will through the air. Uh, And I think Navy can match that by scoring at will. So I, I anticipate a shootout. Uh, hopefully we can uh, defer in the first half and get two possessions back-to-back there to end the first half and start the second half. And, you know, maybe that extra possession is what makes a difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think coming into the season, you know, even though SMU was certainly an improved team, I believe, 5-7 and seven last year, um, and beat Navy um, on that 2 point version um, in overtime, I believe, right? Or it was a good, it was a good
3: Close to or it. Or
2: something.
3: Um, Had a couple like, of those last year. I forget yeah, who was who. 2 <laughs>
2: And, you know, you have more good that. Um, and so, you know, we decided to for two Instead of keeping the extra point in the game or whatever um, So they did beat me last year But, yeah, I believe that was like for 5-7 I could be wrong on that um, But they definitely improved a lot But I don't think anybody saw them starting off I don't you know, or or whatever it was Before they, you know, lost to Memphis um, A couple of weeks in that show That's, a whole, that's a whole weeks. new team, right? Like Sunny yeah. Dykes
3: took the, the Juco tra- Not the Juco, but took the transfer portal And the Juco players I mean, he yeah. that's what he's doing
2: yeah, no, absolutely. a team that's coming to game ranked, right, right? Um, and squeaked by East Carolina at home. Um, but this is an ECU team that is improving, we said from the beginning of the year, we're about to get ECU when we did because they were going to have over the year. Um, we knew that was going to be the case uh, with Mike Houston and, and, and what he did Jamie and recommended ECU. And so it is a big game, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but it's at home. Um, and
3: senior, senior day.
2: Senior day, and. Looking for long, long drives, long possessions, um, you know, that lead to, to the touchdowns in the red zone, um, scores, and you know, the defense getting after Bouchelle early, I think, would be the key. We've um, seen the defense of the games go along, um, you know, just kind of get, get fatigued or whatever, whatever, it is. I don't know uh, for A.B., but you know, getting after them early, getting a, a couple three outs within the first three drives, something like that, um, and putting up two touchdowns. That's kind of the recipe I see for, for getting ahead the Navy to be ahead, um, you know, ten points or something like that at halftime. And then um, the scary thing is, on the podcast that we recorded last week, that did not ever make it to air. I said much the <laughs> exact same thing for Notre Dame. So, um, but but I think this is certainly a game that Navy can win, and this would be um, aside from you know, waiting the CIC outright, um, this would be I think the marquee you know victory for for Navy to see them. Uh, This is a good thing. For sure. Yeah,
3: and and there there are similarities to Notre Dame. I think I kind of addressed it, but uh, they could, SMU could score on three straight drives like Notre Dame did. But I think the difference is, I I feel like Navy is going to have a better chance of scoring than they did against Notre Dame to kind of I agree. hold par and see what happens later on. In the That's so say that, like, or hold serve. That's Navy playing at Coral World
2: Stadium is like uh, some you know loud boisterous environment but navy has played really really well at home in the last several seasons last year being the outlier kind of uh there but, but even the year before that they didn't have the greatest record i mean they, they just played really well at home uh, and, and so yeah completely different environments um i look for a really good game on Saturday. you can't wait to watch it um, and then you know that lead us into the, the championship, championship implications of uh, it's pretty straightforward though, for, for this side I don't know on that one um, maybe it's Memphis to again um, because SMU would pick up their second conference loss and maybe one. Um and so uh, Memphis uh, you know they, they play yeah, I forgot who they play this week USF is
3: that right? I think yeah. that is
2: right uh, USF um, a team that is um, playing better as a league uh, for sure um did not look good when they came and played, maybe, but um, they, they played better as a league. It's at USF. Um, so who knows what happened there? But More than likely, we're thinking, right, when we get past SMU and that last week of the season. we're going into that knowing that if Cincinnati is able to beat Memphis, if they have Memphis in the Liberty Bowl Friday after Thanksgiving, one of the only games on that day, right, on Friday, um, that, that, you know, that, that's a crazy thing, too. That's a Friday game, right? So let's say that happens. Cincinnati beats Memphis. And we've already said that Houston could be one of those games at Houston near the next the weekend on the road. You already know, going want to the game. Like, you know, you know what you have Like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know either way, right? Like, what the right. game means, right? a Houston game. And um, so, I don't know. Like, that was, <laughs> I need mean, nervous just thinking about it. I'm not
3: I, I think it's worth taking a step back for those who might not be as well in tune with the AAC. Um, the last game of the year is Memphis, or yeah, Cincinnati at Memphis. And they are the two leaders of the AAC East and West divisions. Yep. Uh, and it's the highest probability right now, if you look at like what's supposed to happen. Memphis is supposed to beat Cincinnati in that game. Uh, Cincinnati is obviously very good. And I, I'm going to say supposed to. I think ESPN-FBI has it, whatever, the home game advantage, all that. Um, but if, if that's what happens, if Memphis beats Cincinnati, they're playing each other again in Memphis the very next week for the AAC championship game. So as a Navy fan, Navy wants to win out the next two games, right? Get the uh, to put themselves in a situation where if Cincinnati was to beat Memphis, then Navy would travel to Cincinnati in that situation for the AAC title
2: game. And Cincinnati, I believe, Temple So it's not like it's a, a pushover game for them either. I don't know what happens if they were to lose both of those games, um, where that would put them and um, not the most sure. To be honest with you. I hope they have. Right. I think they have a share of the East wrapped up this point, but not not out of um, and so there's still plenty, yeah, plenty out there, but for Navy, it's pretty cut and dry right Like You need them to, to lose one of the next two games. More than likely Cincinnati games is where you probably put your bet. And you've got to be SMU. You've got to be Houston. And you'll know going into the Houston game. Um, regardless, you know, this will play like both of their games by the, by the point. You know, by the where time.
3: Navy has not won. Navy has
2: not won. Yeah. t has not been coming to Navy. Um, you think back to, was that 2015? Um, after we beat Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, or, or ranked Memphis team it was like 15th in the country. And um, it was.
3: That was for the all out West title, was, right? Whoever won that it was game. For,
2: for the West title the give to And that was maybe his worst Worf. game of the year um, that year, you know, um, against Houston. So, so it was not good. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a challenge for sure. So, balloon 4 is a match. I think it's that gonna... All right. Uh, we've covered conference stuff as well. Let's uh, hit any bowl projections you got before we wrap this thing up today.
3: Bowl games. Okay. Who's excited. I'm Scott, sorry. are you excited about bowl season yet?
1: I'm getting there. Okay. I mean, it's gonna. I, I think we'll have to see how it plays out with the rankings and everything for Air Force, and how excited I get.
3: Well, if you're not excited, let me let me tell you what Banner Society's telling is going to be in the Orange Bowl first: Virginia and Alabama. All right. Who wants tickets to that? Wow. That's that's going to be a great game, guys. <laughs> Keep in mind, it could also end up being Pitt, Alabama, Pitt. That would be <laughs> something. So the
2: Orange Bowl has to. Take- Second is it second ranked ACC team or just the second ACC team? This is all obviously it's,
3: it's, it's AC, yeah, it's ACC one, unless ACC, ACC is in the college football playoff. Yeah.
2: So they have to take, you know, yes. A, a, someone in ACC, yes,
3: correct. <laughs> and it, that's what's great about this is they've got Alabama being that team. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that could be terrible. Okay. All right, so Banner Society says military bowl in Annapolis, Maryland, Navy versus Louisville. Yeah. All right, I I'd like to see
2: that. I'm okay with that. I thought right you guys. Right I one? thought you guys said you didn't People's. want to see a bowl no.
0: game at home, though.
2: No, 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 no. no.
0: Okay. i don't going to
2: the military bowl. I think it's. The great. players <laughs> probably don't. The play. players, I yeah. want to play a bowl game in their home state and stay in Annapolis over the Christmas break. Just to play a game in happens Like, that's just awful. Everybody else is gone. You don't get to travel
0: anywhere. Okay. i <laughs> And
2: we've been de- done that in the past. They've taken the team to DC for like two nights or three nights. Like, that's supposed to make things better. Let's, let's travel 45 minutes to the south and, and say, like, oh, but we went on vacation to DC. It,
3: it, it doesn't work. Scott, I got some excitement headed your way in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. Air Force. Air Force versus North Texas.
0: Like University of North Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought the, uh, they got a They got a school up there. <laughs> yeah,
3: sorry, that's the one I got. Um, okay, moving down. We've got uh, ESPN's projections. ESPN likes uh, Louisville versus Navy as a possible military bowl matchup. It also has Navy versus UAB and a possible Birmingham uh, matchup in the Birmingham Bowl. It act, they also have Army versus Temple as a potential Birmingham Bowl game. No, right? That's saying yeah. That's saying yeah. that uh, Army beats Alrighty. Navy. So that's where that's interesting. Or that's Mark uh, Mark Schlaubach? <laughs> the name? Uh, and the Armed Forces Bowl: Air Force versus Miami, Ohio, and Air Force versus uh, Toledo. Uh,
1: Ugh. Then
3: the Army can take our spot. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, man, come on! It's bowl season. Get excited! I just uh, not feeling it. There's just something very not okay. Very I got bold, okay. Like I got you valid. something, Scott. Hold it. Hold on. I got All you right. something. Are you excited? Armed Forces bowl sure. Air Force versus Eastern Michigan. Got
2: him. You gotta watch them break down the of
1: the sledgehammer. It's just g- like as much as it's bowl <laughs> season, there's something so cold about these bowl games where it's like an empty stadium with a few guys wearing Air Force stuff because they happen to be stationed near there. And just like, but it's a different venue. It just uh, looks, yeah. it looks weird on the TV, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. That's uh, and actually, know. Aurora, here's how bad it is. One year, Aurora, when we played New Orleans, Aurora flew <gasps> oh. away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she <gone>. so, left. <laughs> so if you haven't been to vermont ball, it's actually kind of like I'm the scary one. It's like the
3: Federico
2: Rojo that's come
0: up, and I just is all
2: on me. Not that I really want to play in B-Hand, but you play UAB. Obviously, that's the home game for them. Um, but it's a post-New Year's Day bowl game. I think it's like January 2nd or January 4th or something like that. Like, might
0: actually do with that game. It's
2: not. Yeah, you know, I don't know.
3: It's different. Like, I don't know. It's growing yeah. Well, uh, going – and I, I would agree with that. But going to Scott's point, I, I've tried to sell these mostly with a lot of sarcasm because I would also be disappointed um, in – obviously, we've already talked about Air Force being in the Armed Forces Bowl and, and what that means – but even, like, the opponent matchups are not rewarding for what a, would be a good season for Air Force yeah. at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, at least yeah. Navy, you have the downside of, oh, we're going to be at home in the military bowl, but at least you're getting a Power 5 opponent from the ACC where, let's face it, the ACC is not strong this year, but that could be a good Power 5 win where it's, like, Air Force would end up getting, yet yeah, Eastern Michigan or Toledo or something, which doesn't seem too appetizing.
2: Yeah, I mean, even as a... As a completely neutral Air Force watcher. Like, I look forward to both season a lot. I look forward, and I now look forward to watching serve annual games, um, certainly a lot. And, you know, like, last year when we used really to the buildup for that game, obviously I the only one for, for serve <laughs> captain team last year, but really look forward to that game. Um, and, and, yeah, I, mean, I can I already tell you, like, if either of those matchups, like, it's going to be kind of like, ah, yeah, we got to cover that. Like, I'm not going to be excited for that, for sure.
1: It definitely feels like a chore.
2: That's what I'm going
3: to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me end this on a high note. If you are all ready for it, okay? Mm-hmm. Brett McMurphy has oh, yeah. the best bowl projections out there. He, he has Air Force playing Kansas State in the Cheez It Bowl. Okay. Yeah, Scott, give me something there, Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, I lo-
1: I mean, there's no <laughs> it happens, but I
2: love it. Yeah.
3: And he has Navy playing Texas in the Liberty Bowl. That would that'd be fun. That's awesome.
2: That would
3: be. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. Um, so, the, I think part of the reason this is coming into fruition a little bit is I, I think there's some concern about SEC bowl slots. Like, they might be like four teams shy of their, uh, their billets or whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. But the SEC might have some, some voids to fill, which might lead some, 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 some major shuffling that we're not used to seeing involving yeah. Power 5 teams.
2: No, that would be, be, be an awesome, awesome game in Memphis. You know, right there. I mean, that would be against Texas. I don't think there's any love loss between um, Navy and Tom Herman. No, i just being honest there. Um, hey, I mean, Coach, be nice to everybody. Uh, I don't think they were fans of, of him Houston or at Houston under that Houston, so that
3: would be great. But yeah, I think uh, obviously those would be the, the best two potential matchups for Air Force and Navy uh, if, if Brent McMurphy's uh, projections came true. Um, but there's only one projection that involves Army, which is great because all three teams are in it. But then I know that means that that individual thinks that Army I, is good. You, th- I, you I, don't I, think they're thinking I, that far ahead? I don't
2: think he knows that Army has a 3rd game this year. He's not looking like that. I think he thinks that that means Army 6-6 six and six and just didn't do, the, didn't do the math or something. I, don't know. I mean, you guys actually at there. It would be easy to figure out at this point in season, but that's Which just my guess. Which will pass. be
3: a, a great discussion point in the future where what is going to happen with a 6-6 six and six Army heading into uh, the Army-Navy game in terms of that game being after bowl games are announced. So hopefully we can get, get to that point. That's yeah. the thing. If they
2: do are going to be a yeah. weekend. A weekend, but going to be more than a weekend for some of the bowl games. Haven't picked their teams already, and, and is someone going to? It just depends on how many teams eligible there are. But um, obviously, our you know, would be a great team to have in the game But that's a great point, Austin. That, that you get to that argument you know, like, am I going to wait a week to see this, or am I going to lock in my team now and make sure I get you know who I want? I don't know. That's a good of time, So uh,
3: we hopefully we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Um,
0: Okay. Any, any thoughts? Yeah, no, I, it was more like searching through like who had projected them in like bowl games like weeks ago, like at the beginning of the season, which yeah. is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, going into week four. Yeah, like, I literally was like, it was. It was. okay, Nebraska and Army. I was like, this was written October first. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if if anything, looking at you know looking for the.
2: Neither of those two teams. Yeah,
0: so surprise, players. surprise. If if you didn't know already, um, or think, <laughs> I mean, if anything, looking forward the fact that they have an Independence Bowl tie-in um, in the next couple of years, I think is something you know to look forward to if you're an Army fan. Um, at this point, like Hawaii freaking Army Navy game, like that's what I'm thinking about. Like I, I mean, and I'm a person. I mean, I love yeah. college football in general. I absolutely love bowl season. I love it during the holidays. I'll watch everybody play. Like, I just like to sit on my couch back to back and just watch whatever bowl games I can and have picture in picture on my TV. Um, but yeah, I just think if you're an Army fan, you just think about the, the, the immediate goals for right now. Um, and, yeah. yeah, and, and just Absolutely. be happy that we've got a tie in the next couple of years to, to keep us kind of um, out, out in the general you know, public eye. And Scott
2: thinks we'll be there. Um, and I will say this is going to be you know a little bit of a, of a dig Scott's way of it, because he's the one that always brings up like why can't we get you know a, a rotation for that final CIC game you know an Army Navy spot slot which I know mean, I mean, you agree will never happen even you wish it would um, but it, it, it kind of brings up your point of like saying the Air Force hasn't played for anything since week six or whatever um, you know imagine Air Force and Army if they were reversed as far as um, kind of outlooks of the season and going to that last game like you had you know, Air Force Navy or Air Force Army or something like that and it was that game just like Army Navy is. Um, I think that's the point from is like, you know, you can worry about all the stuff down the line obviously you got to win the next two games but like at least at the very worst you need to end your season with Army Navy and like that's you're to show that week and there's just I mean it's something to really look forward to and I think that's kind of what Scott's point about like Air Force hasn't really had that doesn't have that necessarily Mustang um, could really bounce it way. So, is so that fair,
1: Scott? I think all this season has done is bolster my belief that we'll, that it will eventually happen. <laughs> but uh, you got to understand: is I, I'm I'm dead serious. I, I think that it's it's going to happen eventually. What it's going to take is it's going to take somebody who is able to present it to Army and Navy so that way it's actually beneficial to them. There, right now, we looked it at the, the past, benefits. it, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> can. No, from a money, from a from a money standpoint, first of all, and then from bolstering what it means to play Service Academy football. Like I said, if you can turn this game I mean, if I, I don't know the exact breakdown, so I don't even want to throw out a, a dollar amount on how much money could be potentially made if you turn this into a round robin thing. But if they did it and got eyeballs on the TV and it meant better recruiting and better football in the end. I mean, that's all you have to do is create a scenario where they can't it it's they can't refuse it and that outweighs the tradition of it. Because I mean, really at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Football is just so different and it's going to it's going to keep changing and I think eventually someone will have the brain capacity that I do not. To create a scenario to where it's actually that beneficial, and I hate to say it, it could take a serious decline in both Army and Navy football for that to happen. But it will happen eventually. So many things have happened in football that we've said would never happen, and I think this will happen.
2: Yeah, I, I really don't know. Like talking for an hour and a half um, on this one. I just don't see. I just don't see how there is anything that could possibly happen that would. Be that would just that would advantage maybe an army more than what they have now. Like, it, I don't know if makes sense. But like, I this just, is a good talk <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Yes. About a
3: podcast dedicated oh. to army navy yeah. games. Which, yeah. by the way, everyone, yeah. we will be there. Oh, yeah, still working out the details, but we will be there hopefully there for Radio Row on Friday and, and hopefully with a good tailgate spot on Saturday with yeah. Seawolf Brewery. Um, and we'll hopefully have some more information on that in the next yeah. couple, next yeah. podcasts maybe. next
2: podcast, we have final details on the tailgate spot and um, confirmation radio row, but that's pretty much about deal. And, like I say everybody, you don't know exactly all, every person that's coming, but we have five or six people coming from the mothership of SB Nation for Banner Society. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be joining us they have never been to the Army before, any of them, I don't believe. Um, so we the attention to the Army Navy game. Um, they're going to come help us out at the Radio Row and be there for the tailgate, have some swag, um, and then you know join us in press box and stuff. I mean, it should be, should be a good time. So we'll have like a total of four, nine or ten people from, from SB <laughs> nation uh, roping mm-hmm. and installing these uh, at, at Army Navy. So um, we're really looking forward to that game. Yes, Scott, we'll give you be more than just one minute. We'll have a, an in depth discussion perhaps in a couple of weeks on uh, the future of that and, and, and what that could look like, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good good, good discussion. Um, looking forward to some good football this weekend. Our Army is off, so sorry mm-hmm. getting, didn't hear too much from you because Army is off this week, but we'll jump back in uh, you know, with the, the Thanksgiving Slater game, which could be a really exciting podcast depending on how things play out this week um, for, for next week. So, I don't know, I can catch y'all next week. Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't find no more. I can't find no more. The Army for the second year has won it. To the winners of the Commander in Chief's trophy, the great Air Force Falcons.